0: Hello, I'm Clark County Commissioner William McCarty II, representing District D, and welcome to the historic Westside Legacy Park. This park pays tribute to many African American trailblazers who paved the way for many of us today. This location is incredibly important because we're having a discussion during Black History Month right now, and this is a great place to have a conversation. Uh, going to our first, uh, you know, uh, candidate, if you will. Uh, and someone who has been in the community a very long time, uh, and born and raised right here uh, in the historic West Side, uh, Mrs. Jackie Brantley. Thank you for joining us today. This is Black History Month, and we are here at the historic West Side Legacy Park. And you've had a lot of input on who's to go into this park, along with other uh, folks on the nominating committee. Can you really uh, just speak to, number one, your background in the historic West Side and some of the things that you've experienced living here? I was born and raised here
1: in uh, Southern Memorial Hospital, it's now UMC, uh, in 1948. At that time, there were about 40,000 people in this valley. Now there's millions. So growing up here was wonderful. The West Side was our little village. The community was tight knit. It was country, but it was also cosmopolitan because we had many types of diverse people there. The community stuck together. So many of the people that are honorees of the Legacy Park, I knew them. And I thank God that I had the opportunity to know them up front and personal because they were, you could reach out and touch them in the community. People like H.P. Fitzgerald, People like Mabel Hogart, who also did biscuits for people in the community, and anybody who would come to her home, she would make them feel so welcome. These people have names on streets, on buildings, and we continue to honor them. There are so many, so numerous to mention; um, it would take a long time. But I'm just so grateful to be a resident and a native of the historic West Side, and I still live in the historic West Side.
0: Well, you said a word because um, there is a lot of people uh, that pass through the West Side, but they don't get a chance to explore the history and, and, and really embrace the richness of some of these honorees. And you spoke uh, to the community yes. a, as it once existed. You said, you, uh, Miss Hogarth, you said made biscuits. Uh, and, and that is, that, that speaks to how we are as a people, how we you know, look out for one another and how we're, you know, we, we try to lift one another up when we can. Absolutely. And that is really uh, the epitome of the historic West Side. Exactly. Um, you can go to your neighbors, like I still go in, outside at my mama's house and I yell across the street, hey, Miss Bonnie, how you doing? <laughs> that's right. And, right. and that's really uh, the type of community that we have.
1: It's important, it's critical to our, to our future. These people adored me and I adored them, Mm. and I walk on their shoulders even today. Uh, There were so many wonderful people that may not have been in the history books or may not get the PR that we are getting, but they are just as important.
0: And I really want to thank you for sharing that because it's incredibly important that we not only recognize those who have come before us but we also continue to plant seeds in the minds of those who are coming up, who will be the leaders of today and tomorrow. And uh, we have someone uh, who's joining us today who you know I have uh, such affection for, and I just uh, want to thank uh, Ms. Williams for joining us today and who is also one of the honorees yes. in the park. Uh, uh, can you please speak to um, what this means for you and your family and you said earlier, before we started this conversation, that your, your granddaughter said, we're going to your park, grandma, <laughs> yeah, this is your park. Right. Yeah. So talk to okay. us about how that feels. Uh, first
2: of all, I can't, I can't express how excited, how, how I, I feel about being a legacy, a living legacy, when that was not what I started out to do. My whole focus in life has been, how can I be helpful? And and, and growing up on the West Side, I attended the Historic West Side School in 1949, and I walked the dirt roads. This was nothing but desert here. Uh, I mean, we used to have the sagebrush when the wind blew, sagebrushes this big would roll across the way, and and the dirt that would fly across here would actually make you stop, because we were having, a sandstorm, but today we see that they have, there's growth here. But going back to your question, I am just in awe uh, of being here and seeing this development in the historic West Side. See, we call it the West Side, it was nothing historic about it to us. This was home. And there were so many people on the West Side who made a significant contribution to the development of Las Vegas, not just West Las Vegas, but Las Vegas. And that is uh, the certification of that is from the Las Vegas uh, Historical and Cultural Society who gave uh, the West Side School Alumni Foundation an honor of being uh, a historic resource, we have a book. Our school, our communities, our times. And what it does is it tells a story about the people, by the people who actually lived the West Side. Right. So you, you you walk away with the sense of those were real people. Those are the people who who were the architects, say, at, West, at, at Doolittle or, or the museum or at the library. Those were the people, those were the people who made uh, inputs as far as being uh, from the West Side School, regional regional director of the Internal Revenue Service that came out of there. Those were the judges that came out of West Side School. Uh, those were the maids and the porters. Everybody who came out had a story. And in, in working for U.S. Senator Richard Bryan for 12 years, I was, Uh, privy to a lot of conversations about uh, the West Side and people giving the history of the West Side. And I would sit there and I would say, no, 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 you want to scream. And from that came the idea, well, somebody's got to record it the way it is, the way it was, while we still have people alive who can tell that. That's how I started the West Side School Alumni Foundation so that we would be the springboard to not only help restore and renovate the West Side School as a historic place, but also to gather those stories to show the significance of the individuals who actually
0: lived here. You know, that's a perfect segue to talk to somewhat of the the, the historian, uh, if you will, uh, because, not only did you, you, know, you, you, you commit yourself to service of the community, but you also made sure to, to do it in a way to where it would live past yes. you. Yes. And that is to ensure that people like me and my children, my, grand, my unborn grandchildren and the, the lives of future generations will never uh, ever have an excuse of saying, I can't find out where this information is, which means that uh, I can't forget. Right, you know, so I'm. I'm really glad that you that you really you know put that out there like that because you are an author.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm actually. I, I don't like to call myself an author. I think I'm more of an inspiration for the book. Jackie Brantley uh, is a a founding board member of the right. West Side School Alumni Foundation, and we spent many hours, myself, Jackie, and the other board members discussing what we would do, and then I told them about my idea. So it was a collaboration of all of us who did the input, and that's, that's one of the things that we have to do in order, in my mind, to affect change, is to recognize a need, find the people who can help you get it taken care of, Take care of it, get it done, make a positive difference in your life. If you can look back and said, I touched that kid over here at West Middle School, which we did, yeah. one of the kids at West Middle School, they were very, uh, I, I would say disruptive, and their teacher was just like, wow, what am I gonna do? She took one of our books and laid it on the side of her desk, and the kids would come in they look and they go, oh, who are those kids, who, who is that, you know? And she said, well, if you settle down, perhaps we can take a look at it, you know, and we can see. Mm -hmm. So the last five minutes of the class, she did. And then the kids liked that. So she said, every day you come in, you settle down, we'll read more. One day they were reading a story, and it happened to be one of the kids' mother's aunts. Hmm. And he go, I know that lady, that's my mother's auntie. (laughs) And then they were like, "Oh my God! Well, maybe my auntie's in there. Maybe." So they got interested in knowing the history that they would not have known otherwise had we not produced the book.
0: Right, and, and we're in, because this is you know Black History Month, and, and um, this is a month where we celebrate. Uh, the the contributions of of black people in America to not only you know our areas where we were we were born and raised but our contributions to America and the world yes and um, being that we were able and are able to document what we've done and how we've done it and the resilience we've done it with uh, we also have to have some oral history of that as well and which is a perfect segue for me to now introduce uh, to our audience, uh, Ms. Clay T. White, uh, please um, talk to us a little bit about the work that you've done, uh, done it so well, uh, I, may, I may add, and um, what this means for uh, not only present generations, but generations to come, uh, and, and how they may be able to learn from those sometimes iconic figures uh, throughout history who have paved the way for us to be where we are today.
3: So gathering the history of the West Side is just part of the job that I do. But like Brenda said a few seconds ago, because of these interviews, we are now a part of the history of the area. So you can't just talk about the mob anymore and the Hoover Dam anymore you have to include the black experience in order to see all of Las Vegas. So when I first started doing this, I had no idea what I was doing. UNLV decided to teach a group of people how to collect oral histories. And we had people come in from all over the country to teach us how to do it. And I just happened to be one of those people going back to school kind of late in life and took advantage of every workshop and every seminar. And then we decided to do a project. And we said, people were giving out topics. I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this. And I said, well, what am I gonna do? And someone said to me, there is a black community here. And I said, where is it? But at the time, I was having my hair processed. Every Saturday morning, I would go to a beauty shop. And I said to the lady, I said, where is the black community? and she said, the woman getting into the chair next (laughs) is the woman you have to talk to. It was Kalani Gay. So Kalani introduced me to her parents, Jimmy and Hazel Gay, first interview. So I started getting to know the community and the university was behind the project 100%. So now you can go to a website at the university and you can find a lot of those interviews online that students can use for research purposes and people all over the world now who are writing about Las Vegas, and we are one of the hot topics, but when they're writing about us now, they can put all of us into the history.
0: And that's important because so frequently um, is it a practice for when history is being told, it's told from a certain lens. And oftentimes you don't have people with actual experience, particularly black people, if we're talking about and this is Black History Month, if we're talking about those issues that happen in our community, we're not actually the ones telling the stories. And while they may have some of the knowledge, they may not have the entire uh, the the entire book, so to speak, to to really tell it from a perspective to where it's the actual truth.
3: Yes. And they Um, they say that the victors write the history. Well, we are the victors. We are writing the history. So now you don't have to go to historians that you've heard about, and I won't name any of them now, but you can go to, you can listen to Lucille Bryant, talk about what the gaming industry was like from the back of the house. You don't just have to listen to people who were there running the casino. We know the entire operation. We can talk to the first person who was a dealer, first cocktail waitress who was black, we can talk to them and they can tell us those stories. So we have the history with the Victors.
0: So I think, you know, this, this, this conversation is heating up, uh, so to speak, and I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to come up out of my seat, y'all, I'm about to come out the seat, because uh, it's just so, it's such a beautiful uh, experience for me being able to be here with you who are also uh, your living legends. And it's an honor to be able to have this conversation, one that I would never forget. I would like for you, Miss Clay T, to 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 speak to. Um, we say that this is a West Side. Some say the Historic West Side, but other folks they may you know they may be like, "Hold on, the West Side is west. Yes, west is way west." But why do we call this the West Side? I know, but to our viewers, can you tell us why this is called the Historic West Side?
3: Okay. So in the beginning, there was a railroad. <laughs> And the town started east of the railroad tracks. And in about 1929, 1930, because there had been a a, a original development here in 1904, and that original development was west of the tracks. That didn't last. The owners of the railroad made sure that downtown was east of the tracks. So that original development was kind of just left over there, a sort of a rag town. There are a few people left there. So when in the early 1930s, when they decided that people needed to move out of downtown, blacks and whites, you had to have some place to go. So the town started developing going east, white people moved east. And they said to the black people, you have to move out of downtown, you're going to move to the west side across the tracks. And if you don't move across the tracks, your businesses, your business licenses will not be renewed. We had a lot of entrepreneurs and those business license, they wanted them, so they moved across the tracks. They moved to the original town site of J.T. McWilliams and that started, this started the West Side. And the West Side is spelled so many different ways over the years, West Side two words, West Side mm-hmm. capital, West Side with small letters. And now we call it the historic West Side. And I think it's a great idea to add that historic component to it. I think it's wonderful. We talk about
2: the, the, the many ways the West Side is written and described. Uh, in our book, uh, there's a family, the Lopez family, that actually lived on Wilson Street, which is no longer Wilson. Jackie and I made sure hopefully Wilson is, here on this ground, but the freeway took Wilson Street. Mm -hmm. Well, the uh, young Miss Lopez was one of the first born in Las Vegas during a certain period of time. And so the letter addressing her parents uh, congratulating them for having the first born in the new year was addressed to 211 Wilson west side nevada (laughs) just as a point of information those are things that are found in the book and then to add to what clay Teach said historically the west side has been basically if you look at it we're central las vegas but we were west of the railroad track which has always been the case we're either west of the freeway across from the freeway across from the Railroad track, under the underpass, it was all on the west side. But a lot of good things happened on the west side. Mm-hmm. I walked these streets a many day working for people like uh, Governor Grant Sawyer to get them elected because we th- thought they had ideals that would work for us in our community. I did the same for Senator Reed. I did the same for Senator Brian Asher. I was his co-campaign coordinator for the West Side in North Las Vegas uh, when he was elected. And subsequently he offered me work. I didn't want a job because I was self-employed, but I needed insurance. <laughs> I went for
0: the state 12 years. So. Hey, they, they say you gotta have a plan. <laughs> yes. It yes. sounded like you had a plan. <laughs> yes. 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 But this conversation could really go on forever. Definitely. Uh, but let's talk briefly about business. And, and economy and economics, uh, because I often say that we can't truly have racial justice until we deal with the economic injustice that has occurred. And I truly and most sincerely believe that. You said the business license were threatened to be taken away if you didn't move to a certain specific area. And uh, what I would like you to briefly touch on is at the, at the height of of economic activity in the West Side, what was that like for you? Because, you know, all I know is going to town tavern and eating breakfast with my dad as a kid, you know, and going over to Hamburger Heaven and having a burger for lunch after school, you know? So I, I know a little bit about the area of the historic West Side downtown area.
3: There was an area called Jackson Avenue. We call it Jackson Street. So that's where a lot of the businesses were. But you know, when you think about it, it was really multifaceted because there were businesses also on Owens. Uh, What we call now is, what is it, Nucleus Plaza. But a long time ago, there was a a venue over there that could house entertainment. Uh, So there were all kinds, there was a supper club. There were, A grocery grocery store, even before we talk about the Vons in the 1990s, there were grocery stores all along on that side of the uh, area. Not just the small grocery store on Jackson Avenue, but there are larger grocery stores right there on Owens. We forget about those. Even more
0: so than what we have today. Yes,
3: yes. So, and they can talk about other businesses. People talk about all of the nightclubs, but they forget about the bowling alley. All of the churches, they forget about the barbershops and the beauty shops. Exactly.
2: We had everything we needed on the west side, other than a bank and a medical facility. We had drugstores, uh, beauty shops, barbershops, bowling alleys, nightclubs, churches. So that's another story.
0: And one thing that I would like you to touch on, Mr. Boyd, give us a little bit of of your background and your history. I know you, you you know, at one point you worked with uh, a a newspaper and the Sentinel Voice. Talk to us about that, what that was like to have uh, an independent news outlet to communicate with the the community uh, about the issues that were going on, but also the opportunities and the beautiful stories that that you were sharing. Talk to us about that.
4: Well, I I would just like to to give uh, shout outs definitely to. Uh, Betty Brown, and uh, she was when I when I joined the Las Vegas Sentinel Voice newspaper. Betty Brown was running, owning the Las Vegas Sentinel Voice with her sons uh, Ed and uh, Lee and 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 Bernie. Uh, they were part of the team, and uh, Mr. Brown had already passed away. I was involved with radio, but I saw the need to help. The newspaper, not that I was a journalist or anything like that, but the need was there. Mm-hmm. So if there was a need and I could do something for that, I was all into it. And I, amazingly, I did, I wasn't a journalist. I wasn't a photographer. But I was thrilled. I was motivated. It became something that I became attached to. Even though I grew up in New York City, I'm a Harlemite. It wasn't something I got involved in and, and, and took part of, but coming here to Las Vegas by way of Nellis Air Force Base and then learning and being involved with people like like these two young ladies and then this <laughs> yeah. new young lady here, it was you got all it right. It, hey, hey, You're hey, so sweet. Hey, my daddy taught me. <laughs> 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 hey, so you know, looking at looking at those things and opportunities and being able to interview international people. That's the one thing that I have to say that the Las Vegas Sentinel Voice and KCP Radio, KCP Radio when I was also a host on my show there, to be able to interview Barack Obama's, the, the just numerous ind- individuals that were newsmakers throughout the United States and on an international level, it was so overwhelming to hear their stories. And it wasn't just that when I would talk to them, it was a news story, it was a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then from that conversation, I could learn a much more personal point of what they was trying to say. You know, you see Arnold Sharpton jumping on top of, you know, he was going when he was involved with trying to get the MGM to change their ways, and he was talking about jumping up on top of the gambling table. And I said, Rev, come on over here. said, <laughs> no, you will <won't. laughs> Come on. Don't, come come on. on over here. sit down. <laughs>
0: Don't do it. <laughs> so we got folks working out here. Come on. You know, and, and, and it's really timely also uh, that you're speaking about, you know, the MGM, the, the different trials and tribulations that we've gone through, you know, uh, the late great Senator Neal and, and his battles, you know, uh, and, and also the, the contribution that he made to the gaming community to make it more of a safe place for not only, you know, locals, but tourists alike. And uh, what I'd like to do is just briefly talk about where do you see us going? Where are we and where are we headed? And we'll start uh, back at the top, Ms. Gray. Great.
1: Uh, I, I'm an optimist because of all those people we talk about in the Legacy Park. They were optimists. They moved 100 miles from the south to the west, 100 miles, 100, until they got here. Now, all I can say is I believe that with everyone on the same page, we will get to that point where there's uh, equality. Someone called me recently and said, you know, you talk about the Historic West Side so much. You are like, everywhere we see the Historic West Side, we think of you. But you know what? She decides to move her business into the Historic West Side. She could move her business anywhere. But she calls me to let me know this is where she wants her business. So, that made me feel so good It made me feel optimistic because I always encourage young people to move back into the West Side with their business, entrepreneurs, you have to start somewhere, but you have an opportunity. It is a great opportunity to come back to that community and make it what it should be.
3: So I think the possibilities are limitless. Uh, Everything is needed and because everything is needed when it comes to businesses, whatever your business is, you can bring it to the west side. We need businesses in entertainment and you just name the area uh, of business, of pleasure, manufacturing, restaurants. Everything is needed here and it will be people will come here to go to those businesses. If you have a restaurant right now, I start telling people about the restaurant, they already know about it. So people come to the West Side, they want to be here in the West Side. They feel that it's cosmopolitan, they wanna be here. So whatever you're doing, come to the west side.
0: I love it. Come to the west side. Visit, enjoy the west side.
4: That's
0: right. Got a little little ring to it.
4: Well, I would would say there's so many opportunities here and there's been money that's been granted. There was money that somewhat almost was being thrown and given away, but we weren't prepared to really say what we wanted to do with the money. And that was some of our shortcoming that we need to look at in developing a way that we're ready when we should be ready. You know, if we're not ready when the time comes, if we ask for things and we don't have a plan for it, then we come up short. It'll get by, it'll move past us and by us. And looking at all these brown spots, we have a 100-year plan that the city is trying to do, but they have the 100-year plan that they're trying to do. But everything I kind of do on Facebook or when I write something, always are say are the 89106, see the neighborhood, because that's what it's about.
2: Where are we now? And where do you see us going? I I think we're in a good place now. We have a start. We have uh, the restoration of the West Side School as a historic place. There's businesses in that. There's education venues there that people don't know about. They teach you how to use your own cell phone, how to do, Computer world. Latest okay, all, all of the latest technologies there. People don't know, so that brings me to the point of where do we go? We need uh, an advertisement campaign about the virtues and and the value of living in the center of Las Vegas. We need somebody to say, "Hey, look, there's no place in Las Vegas that you can go in any direction." in this county, other than the west side, within a five minute timeline. If you're at Washington and and Martin Luther King and uh, wherever you are, you can access the freeway to go to the 15, the 95, then you get to the 215. There's nowhere else in Las Vegas that you can go in five minutes and not receive medical attention. You have the medical district downtown that is five minutes. I drove my husband to Valley Lake Valley Hospital because it would take the ambulance too long (laughs) to get there. And I saved his life by doing so. So the I think the the beauty of living on the West Side is important. And I think it, it, it serves to those people. Commissioner who are in position to help us show the world. People don't know where the West Side is. You know, but Las Vegas is the biggest marketing conglomeration in the world. Everybody comes to Las Vegas. It's cost, not because it's word about. It's because the Las Vegas Business and Convention Authority advertises Las Vegas. They can do the same for us. And
1: Brenda, you know, that Brenda is correct. And I have to, I have to comment on that because what she's saying is that the heartbeat of the city is in this area. This is the heartbeat of the city. And if you look at it from that standpoint, that's a wonderful thing because intense love is not measured, it just keeps growing. And we just keep giving and giving. So that we think of it that way. We're
4: putting it in your hands. That's You're right. our county yeah. commissioner. It's hard Representing this area. That's right. So in these hands, it's up to you yes. to do the molding, That's to right. continue. Yeah, it,
2: it's up to you to go out and say, look, no more redlining banks, no more redlining insurance companies. You know, it's not all nice and good. We just gotta tell it like it is and approach it from a realistic standpoint. So we do the groundwork and it'll come up. That, that's and
3: what we have, have to, to talk know. about, ge- no here. and we have to I talk mean, about gentrification yeah. the next time. Yeah.
0: We have to balance growth yes. with yes. the possibility of gentrification. You're absolutely yes. correct. Yes. And I just got to say, it has been my sincere honor to be with you today. I want to thank my guests, thank you for the, the community's guests, the Clark County's guests. I want to thank Clark County Television as well for making sure that we were able to have this space, to have this conversation for Black History Month. I see great things on the horizon. Thank you. you speak about, you know, the historic mm-hmm. West Side and the West Side being the artery to everywhere. When we say artery, we would know what that means. Right. And um, quite honestly, our best days are ahead of us because of the leadership that is all in unison interested in making yes. sure that we advance the community not only socially but more importantly and what I'm focused on is economically. Yes. Uh, and, and this is the beginning of something I believe really is going to be good great. Hands. Yes. 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 Thank you so much.